Good morning. My name is Karen and I will be leading us in our Bible reading this morning, which comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 1 to 11. The words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labours at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome, more than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear its fill of hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which anyone can say, Look, this is something new. It was here already long ago. It was here before our time. No one remembers the former generations, and even those yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow them. Man alive, that's <laughs> confronting. Uh, good morning, everybody. Let's start there. Uh, my name's Etienne, and I will. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm part of part of pathway, part of the lead- part of the leadership, and um, I'm going to talk for the next 30 minutes or so. We're kicking off a series on one of the books in the Bible. The book's name is Ecclesiastes. Uh, I challenged, not challenged, encouraged some of you or our church a few weeks ago to do some pre-reading, if you would throughout this book in the weeks leading up to it. Um, If you did, I trust you have a lot of question marks (laughs) in your mind about what's going on here. What on earth is the purpose of a book like this, right? I want to introduce to you the book today. I want to introduce... The book's main theme, and I'm going to touch on just the first two verses and a little bit of what Karen read to us, other than the first two verses. But I want to put up, or rather put to you, just a couple of statements that I want you to think about for me. I want you to think about whether they're true or whether they're false. You don't matter. Your life does not matter and nothing you do in life matters. It all comes to nothing. It makes no difference. There is no point. I mean, that, that was the reading today, right? Is it true? Or is it false? 
Hang on to those questions for me. And now come with me as I firstly introduce you to someone I'd like you to meet, not in person. But it's the person who writes Ecclesiastes. Let's start with him. His name in, 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 in the original language is Koheleth or Koheleth. Um, he's introduced to us in the first two verses. I'm just looking at the top line at the moment with the words of the teacher. The word teacher is in, in Hebrew literally koheleth. Uh, who was he? And there's a reason why I'm doing the Hebrew with you today, not because I want to show off how smart I am, that I know a lot about the Bible. That's not the point, because I don't, but it's important to actually hover on this. Koheleth, who is he? Well, it says he was a son of David, a king in Jerusalem. So the logical assumptions Christian have made throughout the history is that it was the king Solomon. Solomon, if you're new to church, new to the Bible, was a king in the Old Testament thousands of years ago. He wrote some parts of the Bible, a book called Proverbs. Um, and so the logical assumption is that it was King Solomon who wrote this book, Ecclesiastes. However, there's good evidence from within the book and otherwise that suggests to us that it actually wasn't King Solomon. It could likely have been a later king. I think King Solomon was involved in its creation, perhaps. But Koheleth may even have been a persona. Right? Now, I'm not going to go through all the reasons of why we think it may not have been Solomon or someone else. I don't think that's important because ultimately I think it doesn't really matter who wrote it. Ultimately, what matters is that it is God who wants to speak to us through this incredible book. The word koheleth, in its root, its root Hebrew word is kahal. That actually means to gather, to assemble. It means church. It means to hear in the gathering, the Greek name Ecclesiastes is Ecclesia. To gather to hear what God has to say, particularly about whether or not life matters. What matters? What is the point of you, of living? Of life. That's what God wants to say to us over the next few weeks as we stop off through this incredible book in the Bible, right? Do I matter? Does my life matter? You need to hear what the preacher has to say. And we need to hear what he has to say as we gather in the worship of God. That's who the teacher is. Ultimately, God wanting to speak to us about this. But what the teacher has to say to us about her life, its meaning, and does it matter, is actually rather surprising. Because you'd expect a teacher on wisdom, or a preacher speaking on God's behalf, that he would say, well, of course you matter. You're made in the image of God, and therefore you are valuable, and everything you do matters, right? Except that is not <laughs> what Koheleth does at all, at least not for a start. He just comes right out and says, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. 
as, as if, if I dare indulge him, he says, no, actually, the answer is, you don't matter. <laughs> Nothing you do matters. <laughs> right? His key image that he works with throughout the book is, is the Hebrew word called hevel. Uh, the NIV, our translation, it, it renders that meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Um, other translations, ESV, King James Version and so forth would say it's vain. Everything you do is in vain. Vanity. All of life's pursuits and all your efforts, everything comes to nothing. Right? The literal Hebrew word is, is something like, you know when you go out on a cold, frosty morning, which we get to do all year round, <laughs> living in this wonderful place. <laughs> now, now, tut, tut. <laughs> soft Queenslanders. Um, you know, you do your foggy breath, and it just, it's gone. No substance, no weight, disappearing. Right? That's what Kohleth says, you are, I am. Life is, is hevel, fog. Smoke, it's meaningless, it's vanity, right? That's it. Almost like I say, you don't matter and your life does not matter. And now I want to bring us to the point where, okay, well, cool, Ed, great introduction. Is it really true? Come on. I'll get emotional. Take me to the happy ending. But I don't want to go there too quickly. I don't want to go there too quickly. Because I think Koheleth does not go there very quickly. He camps on this. And I think he is telling us a crucial part of the truth about ourselves. What we are who we are, and the real state of things. I'll say that again. I think Koheleth is telling us a crucial part of the truth about who we are and what we are. A truth that your culture and my culture is not telling us. It's a truth, not the full truth. But it's a truth that our culture is not telling us. Right? Let me explain. Let me illustrate. Let's go to the movies, right? These are three of the latest kind of releases in movies. Um, hands up if you've seen any one of them, maybe. Just maybe, um, yeah, cool. There's a generational divide here. Uh, <laughs> and maybe that's good because I want to, this is relevant to our times. Maybe, I'll poll you, you tell me, if you've seen the movies, uh, tell, me, tell me one thing that you think they have in common. Think about it. What, what is he after, you might say? What does he want? Happily ever after? Yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah, they have that in common. Water? Uh, yeah, 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 there's water in all of them, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Pastor Ryan. Uh, fantasy, me, me, me. Yes. 
You matter. You can change the world. Right? All of them. And the answer to your freedom and satisfaction and meaning is in you. You need to look deep in you. And finding free and unrestrained and unrestricted access to express that is what's going to give you what you ultimately need and want. And you can change everything. That's the culture's truth. My kids grow up with, you grow up with, that's what it says. Right? Christian church often is divided over this. Right? (laughs) Now, it's a bit more tricky, but you often hear that within Christian circles. You have the authority to change things with the power of Christ. You are a history maker. You are a difference maker. Right? What does Kohelet say? It's meaningless. You're nothing. You're nobody, and you can change nothing. So, so there's a huge divide here, right? A huge divide. And can I just say to you this morning, I'm going to work with this more, but I want to say at this point, um, Goheleth is right. I'll say up front that he's right. He's right because what we will soon discover if we run with the cultural narrative of, um, I think in the papers yesterday, I think it was Tony Abbott actually, called call this cultural uh, value the sovereign self. Eventually, the sovereign self is going to let you down. Right? The 13 or 14 year old, you young people who, buy into the cultural lies that, that you yourself determine your meaning and your fulfillment. And let's just pick any of the hot topic issues who, 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 who wrestle with gender dysphoria and are 13 or 14 go through all the medical processes and treatment, gets to the age of 18 where we're now reading that 80 to 90% of young people find that actually their issue was not their gender at 13 or 14, 10 or 20 do, and we need to love them well in the name of Christ, but the majority don't. And you sit at this point at age 18 and you go, it was a lie. It was meaningless. It did nothing. It was in vain. The Christian who buys into a lot of the, a lot of the lies about the gospel, you know, in terms of our authority and what we can change and our own power, the, the cancer strikes. And the, the, the child dies and the, the relationship breaks up and the suffering continues. So, so the discovery there is, you know, it was meaningless, all that bad teaching. Right? And you know what you hear often from people sitting in the ravages of these places? I wish somebody told me the truth. Koheleth is 
telling us the truth. Herman Melville, the great American author, wrote Moby Dick, he said, he looked at Ecclesiastes, he said, this is the truest of all books. He starts from a radically different point and he says, you need to understand. You can change nothing. You really don't matter. Everything under the sun is meaningless, right? <laughs> that's, his, that's his starting cry. That is his bid. That is a crucial part of the truth about what you are and who you are. Now we've camped on that. And we will get back to it as we walk through this series. But yes, we're right. Of course, it doesn't stop here. Of course, we need to say, is that it? We walk out of here and say, that's great. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 1 to 11, that's the point. That's the big idea of the sermon, preachers, workshop, people. Everything's meaningless. Let's pray. Amen. Go home. No. We don't do that, and we're not going to do that because it's not the full story. Let's turn our minds then to, okay, well, take me to the other side. The psalmist gets it right. Koheleth will too. <laughs> but let me read to you what David says in the Psalms. I said to God, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Apart from you, I have no good thing. God is the one who matters. <laughs> what God has done in Christ is what matters. It's the only thing that matters. And as believers living so far down the track from Koheleth, we get to look back and we say, you know what? Jesus Christ died for the forgiveness of my sin so that if I believe in him, I am in him and his spirit lives in me and I am part of the family of God. I don't matter, but he does and I am in him. Therefore, I matter. Right? I love Jesus' words to us in, in, in John 15. Really think about it. He says uh, in, the, in the vine and branches parable, he, to Christians, you'd understand that you'd know this parable, you'd be familiar with it, right? He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. You know what he's really saying? Koheleth. Apart from me, the Lord Jesus says, everything you do is meaningless. It's pointless. It's, it's vain, right? Can I invite you this morning? If, if, because we, we wrestle with this. We grapple with this as Westerners whose, whose, whose cultural narrative, as I said, is very much that, oh, we're offended by this. Our egos struggle with this. But I'd love for us to see the beauty of this. If I can quote Augustine, one of the early church fathers again, he said one of the most wonderful things. He says, our hearts will not find rest until it finds rest in God. I can tweak him a bit. We will not find meaning until we find meaning in God. 
We will not find value until we find value in God. We will not find purpose until we find purpose in God. It is God who matters. And Koheleth has this wonderful uh, image that he runs with throughout all of Ecclesiastes. I'm going to kind of move to a close with just that one. He says, under the sun. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? And this phrase, under the sun, comes up again and again and again and again. You know what he's saying? He's saying to us, everything on offer under the sun cannot give you meaning, cannot make you matter. If you want to find out what matters, if you want to find out what gives you purpose, if you want to find out what gives you meaning, you've got to look above the sun. <laughs> you've got to look to God. It's God who gives you mattering purpose, meaning and value. Not just you and yourself, but also everything you do. Because it's stop-off points throughout Ecclesiastes as he talks about work, as he talks about sex, as he talks about power, about wisdom and science and getting smart. At every point, he stops off and he says, I love the way he talks about wisdom. He says, uh, a, a prosperous man, I'm paraphrasing, can only enjoy his wealth if God enables him. Wealth means nothing unless God enables us to see it right in its right perspective. Then it matters. Then it has value. You see, it's God. We find it in God and God alone. Wonderful quote from a writer, T.M. Moore. He writes this. He says, The phrase, under the sun, repeatedly punctuates the futility and meaningless of life lived only for self and the moment without gratitude for God and his ways. Netflix, Pixar and Disney and the AFL and your company and your house and whatever else, none of it will give you meaning. Not the meaning you need. Christ will give it to you. It's an exclusive and total claim. Make no mistake. Koheleth wasn't mincing around when he said everything's meaningless. He was serious. So was Jesus. It's a wonderful promise. So I conclude by inviting you. I invite all of us to respond to this. As children of God, let us work throughout Ecclesiastes to bring ourselves into line with this more fully, this reality. You know, the, the most mature Christians I know are the people who knew that they were nothing and God was everything. They were the happiest and the most mature. That's Koheleth. Can I invite you if you yearn and search for meaning, value, purpose, that you'd find it in God, that you'd find it in Jesus Christ. You do matter greatly and you have an enormous purpose in Christ. I don't know what that means to you this morning. Maybe it means nothing. It's all confusing. But you're drawn because you know that you've looked in all the places for it under the sun. And it's all let you down. Would you come? Would you speak to me afterwards? Would you speak to someone who knows God? Would you allow them to take you on a journey to explore? Would you respond to the purpose of the Gideon's existence to find out 
where we find meaning, why you matter, and how you matter. Please, come, ask, be prayed for, and receive the blessing of Christ. Please pray with me. Dear God, we come firstly as human beings who always think too much of ourselves. We think we matter more than we actually do. Who in our foot-stomping, chest-thumping, fist-balding attitudes think that we can accomplish more than we ever can. We thank you for the sufficiency of your word, your provision of it, to remind us that truly on our own, we are meaningless and we have nothing and we can do nothing. And Father, that that wonderful truth is supposed to bring healing, <laughs> freedom, hope. Because while it's true, you have yet left us with great meaning, great purpose, great value in the wonder and the glory of your Son, Jesus Christ, in your love for us, in your invitation to beckon us to come to you, to receive our value, to receive our light, our hope, our meaning, our purpose, and that everything we do, really from that point on, does matter. I pray that we would come, that we would come again, or that we would come for the first time. Father, would you redeem us and would you crown us with the glory you long to do in your Son, Jesus Christ. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.